Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Hi there. So today we are talking about what to expect when going to therapy. So, you know, we all know that the decision to seek therapeutic counseling, mental health counseling, is typically not just an overnight decision. Many people contemplate seeing a therapist for months and some even years before they actually contact one. Therapy is a very personal and oftentimes life-changing experience. And, you know, it is totally normal to be ambivalent about going to therapy, even if you know it would benefit you. So individuals out there, they may be contemplating it. And then let's say they decide to seek therapeutic counseling. They may have questions about, well, who do I see? What is the difference between a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist? Do I need to see a psychiatrist? What is that? So I'll give you a rundown of the differences between a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and a mental health therapist. So just to differentiate between the three, a therapist, a mental health therapist, a licensed therapist, that is typically who folks see when they are doing that one-on-one talk therapy counseling in the therapy room. In terms of credentials, a mental health therapist, they get their four-year undergraduate bachelor's degree, and then they go into graduate school to get their master's degree. And they might get their master's in either social work to become a licensed clinical social work. They may get it in professional counseling to become a licensed professional counselor, or they may get it in marriage and family therapy to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. So once that master's level clinician, they go through graduate school to get their graduate degree. And then from there, they go on to do three years at least of supervised training before they can sit for their licensure exam to become a licensed therapist. All right, so that is your master's level mental health therapist or counselor. And they do a lot of the one-on-one processing, talk therapy, skill building. And then you have your psychologist. Your psychologists, they are PhDs or doctors of psychology, PsyDs. And they go on to graduate school as well to earn their doctorate. The major difference between your psychologist and your therapist is that psychologists can do testing. So they may do some of your heavy-duty neuropsychological testing or developmental testing for further assessing. Your master's level clinicians or therapists, they can diagnose in most states, depending on their licensure, they can do diagnosing as well as your psychologist and psychiatrist. However, the psychiatrist, they can do formalized evaluations and testing. They're the ones who might do psychological evaluations or forensic psychological evaluations. So testing is the major difference between a psychologist and a licensed mental health therapist. And then you have your psychiatrist. Your psychiatrist, they are medical doctors. They go to medical school. They go to the same medical school your pediatrician, OBGYN, general practitioner goes to. They go to medical school. So they are MDs, they are doctors. And for most psychiatrists, I'll generalize here, prescribing is what they do. I don't see a ton of psychiatrists that focus on talk therapy, sitting down, talking and exploring feelings. They're more looking at it from a symptom standpoint. Tell me your symptoms. Kind of like when you see your uh, general practitioner, you'll get in there, talk about your symptoms, what you're experiencing, and they can prescribe. They can prescribe medication for mental health concerns. That is the big difference. So 
of the three psychiatrists, psychologists, and licensed therapists, or you may hear people say licensed psychotherapists, psychiatrists are the only ones that can prescribe medication. Psychologists, they do testing for evaluations. And licensed psychotherapists, or also, you know, I use it interchangeably, licensed mental health therapists, licensed therapists, they do more of your talk therapy Let's explore feelings. Let's go over skills, cognitive behavioral therapy. Psychologists as well can do talk therapy. I'm speaking more so in terms of what differentiates the psychologist from the therapist. And that will be the testing. But psychologists do your talk therapy as well. All right. So that is the main difference. You know, many folks, if you're not in this field, you may not know what the difference is. Or some people who may have general life stressors may say, I think I need to see a psychiatrist. That means, you know, you're believing that you want to jump over talk therapy, any basic skill building, any process and the feelings, emotions and go straight to meds. And people say that not really realizing that prescribing medication is the primary function of the psychiatrist. All right. So I hope that helps. So what to expect when going to therapy? Let's also face it that therapy can positively transform lives and catapult individuals into becoming their best self. It can also feel emotionally draining at times as well. Who wants to open up old wounds and hash them out, especially when we've covered those wounds as best as we know how, maybe not efficiently, however, we've covered them as best as we know how. So who wants to to open them or reopen them and hash them out? Essentially, no one does. It takes emotional stamina and hope for a better outcome and a really competent and supportive therapist, clinician to navigate and sustain the therapeutic process. For some, going to therapy brings about a level of excitement. It is exciting to know you are doing something for yourself that will bring about great return on your investment. Therapy is an investment. The excitement can also be accompanied by feelings of anxiety, especially if it will be your first time in counseling. You know, you may not know what to expect and that within itself can create a level of anxiety. Many of my colleagues can spot a first timer instantly, you know, given that individual's demeanor during the initial session, which may be described as anxious or shy. It's their first time in counseling. And I think the whole idea of it sometimes can feel awkward for some individuals because engaging in therapy is a very vulnerable experience. So that within itself, especially for those who are adverse to vulnerability, may feel awkward or highly anxious during the exchange. Each therapist is different, and sometimes it may take more than one attempt to find your perfect fit with a therapist, and that's okay. However, while each therapist is different, there are a few things across the board that are pretty similar with the therapeutic experience. So I'm going to share some of those things that are pretty similar and that we can look at expecting when going to therapy. So here are seven things that are pretty common across the board to expect when going to see a therapist. And I'm speaking in terms of a licensed psychotherapist, a licensed mental health therapist. So number one, regarding what to expect when going to see a therapist, expect to be nervous. So it is common for individuals to be nervous and even ambivalent or skeptical about therapy. This is normal and therapists are aware this is normal behavior. You know, the idea of sharing your deepest and darkest thoughts and emotions with another human is daunting. Uh, Throughout life, we are taught to be strong and avoid vulnerability, you know, as expressing feelings can be misinterpreted as weakness. The therapy process will contradict what we have been taught. 
And our mind and body are very much aware that we are contradicting everything we've been taught. And therefore, this will create feelings of anxiousness. So that is totally normal. Expect to be anxious. Your therapist is well aware that feeling anxious during the first session or first couple of sessions is normal behavior. The second thing to expect, expect tears when going to therapy. Our own voice is one of the most powerful tools we have. And hearing our thoughts and feelings out loud, not just in our mind, with our own voice can feel surreal and overwhelming. You know, oftentimes some of the things we say in therapy out loud to their therapist, that's the first time they've ever said those things out loud, ever. So that the therapist is learning about you during the first session. So some of the things you may not have thought about for years may be discussed or triggered as well. And many feelings, different feelings may be triggered or brought up. So tears are also very common during the therapeutic process. Every therapy office has boxes of tissues. We got tissue on deck specifically for these reasons. Crying is totally natural. And the first thing a lot of folks want to do when they cry during session is say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Or I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why. What's making me cry? And, you know, your therapist is looking like, this is normal. You know, everyone does it. So no apology is needed at all. Crying is natural. No apology is needed whatsoever. Third, expect your therapist to be a human. Therapists have lives filled with joy, stress, fun, sadness, and everything else the average human experiences. Therapists are not perfect individuals and do not claim to be. We are clinically skilled and trained to meet the needs of our clients. Each therapist brings their own personality to the therapy room, which is why a particular therapist may or may not be a good fit for an individual. Sometimes personalities just don't mesh and and that's okay. Some therapists may insert humor with their clients and others have no problem saying a curse word or two during sessions. Therapists, we genuinely root for our clients and we cheer for their success. So, you know, you may have some therapists where they may encourage the clients and applaud the clients by saying, great job. And you may have another therapist who applauds her client by saying, yes, I see you. Your therapist has their own sense of style and personality just based on who they are. Your therapist has likely seen and heard more than you will know and is a non-judgmental ally during the therapeutic process. Above all, your therapist wants you to get the help needed, even if it is agreed that another therapist would be a better fit. Your therapist can likely even refer you to a colleague that might better meet your needs. Fourth, expect to talk about yourself. Therapy is all about you, and your therapist wants to learn about you. The rate at which you disclose about yourself is totally up to you. The first session typically involves the therapist completing what we call a biopsychosocial assessment. So that is gathering a history of any biological factors, any psychological factors, and any social factors throughout your life that are uh, pertinent or relevant. Many times topics are discussed that have not been thought of in years or possibly never spoken about out loud. So disclose at the rate which you are comfortable. It is not expected that the therapist will learn everything about you in the first session. So don't feel the need to rush and just have to get it all in. There will be subsequent sessions 
through which more learning and divulging can occur. The therapeutic relationship is like any other relationship. It takes time and nurturing to thrive. Number five, expect assignments and homework. Depending on the theoretical or treatment approach of the therapist, homework may be assigned. While one hour a week of therapy is great, reinforcement between sessions keeps the progress momentum moving. So homework might include reflecting and journaling, doing a specific skill, or contacting a specific person. The assignments will be relevant to your goals for treatment. Six, expect to have multiple sessions before progress is achieved. So typically during my first session with my clients, I advise them that it typically takes a good eight sessions to see some significant progress during therapeutic treatment. That's not to say that at session eight, all is cured and well and done, nor is it to say that there is absolutely no progress prior to session eight. Just in my experience, it takes a good eight sessions to see some significant lasting progress towards treatment goals. So there are a couple of factors that can affect progress achieved and sustained during treatment. So one is the therapist-client fit, the relationship between the therapist and client. Also, another factor is, you know, is the client receiving the right treatment modality? And there are a few other things. So in addition to these factors, progress is impacted by the client's ability to sustain during the therapeutic process. So meaning... Can the client be consistent with sessions and continue through the process, even though it may be difficult? That is a huge determining factor in progress or success during the therapeutic process. So as therapists, we understand that everyone may not be ready to embark on the therapeutic journey, even after showing for the first one or two sessions. Sometimes people realize, "Mm, I thought I was ready, but I just can't do this. And that is okay. If the client is not ready to commit to the therapeutic process, it is our hope that, you know, we've planted a seed within the client so that they may begin the journey, maybe at a later time when they are ready. Number seven of what to expect when going to therapy. Expect to feel worse after some sessions. So during sessions, a lot of emotions are sometimes unpacked and processed. This is emotionally draining for clients, and they may even feel worse than when they arrive. They may feel worse at the end of the session than when they first arrive. This should not be the norm, but it definitely happens. So as a therapist, we try to, what I call, put the top back on the can of worms as best we can before the session ends. So, you know, during the session, we may take the top off a can of worms to explore and really go deep. However, as that session wraps up, We ideally want to put that top back on the can of worms so that our clients aren't leaving the session feeling exposed and super vulnerable with high emotion. Processing difficult emotions doesn't feel good at the time. However, it is a part of the healing and therapeutic process that yields sustained growth within the client. So digging through and going through the process can be difficult We can sometimes feel worse. You know, many folks use the analogy of the wound. We all have wounds and scars throughout life. So what therapy does essentially is it deals with those wounds and scars that have been improperly healed. So you may have a scar that maybe looks somewhat healed. Ultimately, what we do is go back in, cut that wound back open, clean it out, 
properly because maybe it wasn't cleaned properly the first time. It's maybe been sewn or stitched up. So it looks healed, but on the inside, it could be filled with, you know, infection and bacteria. So ultimately we slice that wound back open, clean it out, clean out all the infection and the yucky stuff, clean it out, properly treat it with proper ointment or whatever that may be. I'm using analogies here. And then we stitch it back up correctly. So now it is a scar there, yes. However, the wound itself is healed and properly cleaned and treated. So, you know, ultimately the decision to begin therapy is not always easy as the idea of change is uncomfortable for some folks. You know, change is not easy. There's a quote that sums up the change experience that I really like. And I often say this during session for us to be mindful of the change process. And this quote is, people don't change until the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing. So oftentimes we may see individuals and say, you know, well, things don't look like they're going that well in their lives. Why wouldn't they just go get the help they need? Well, maybe their level of pain is not as uncomfortable as it might be to us because they're not going to change until the pain or do anything different until the pain of not changing becomes greater than the pain it takes to change. So whenever, you know, an individual or you are ready to commit to therapy, keep some of these expectations in mind as there are many norms therapists recognize with clients during the therapeutic process. So I hope you found this episode helpful and that you now have a better expectation of what going to therapy can be like. And hopefully this has also normalized some things that might happen during the therapeutic process. I wish you all well. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you are in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only.